Hello, and welcome to the Tarot To Go radio podcast. I'm Anastasia Hazler, the Executive Director, here with me tonight. Rose Red, hello everyone. Unfortunately, Andrew and Artemis are both having a serious case of real life. Indeed. Work is happening, so they're not able to join us. However, we are graced tonight with a very, very special guest, the lovely, gracious Sasha St. John. Welcome, Sasha. Hello. Hello. I'm uh, so glad to be here. Oh, we're delighted you could join us. I was so happy when Rose said, Sasha scheduled, Sasha scheduled. <laughs> and so, um, so um, we, we've had the privilege of having some workshops with you at the San Francisco Bay Area Terrace Symposium. Um, and had a chance to work with you there, and that's been just a it delight. Was, it was very fun. <laughs> it was nice to just be able to see how you came up with such a beautiful deck. Oh, well, well thank you. It, it's, it's one of those processes that I never thought I would be going this direction, but in looking back, it's so incredibly perfect. There could have been no other way. Right. Um, and just for anybody who's not familiar with your work, it, the deck is called The Gentle Wisdom of the Fairy Realms. It's by Sasha St. John. Um, of course, that's who we're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's printed by A.G. Muller. And their website is tarotworld.com. And Sasha's website is Sasha St. John. Perfect. There, oh, you, there go. you go. So that's how you can find everybody now. Um, so anyway, so so you have this incredibly beautiful deck, and people go, "Oh, is it a tarot deck?" And it, it, it's not a traditional kind of tarot deck, um, but I think aside from the fact that it is stunningly beautiful, it's a fabulous oracle deck. And for the more, you know, pe for people who are more into tarot as a means of insight, um, it is a fabulous, fabulous deck. And um, did you just wake up one day and say, gosh, I'm going to draw this deck with all these beautiful fairies and all these really moving, inspiring images? <laughs> no, actually, I didn't. My, my um, path was much more circuitous than that. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think that everything led me to this point. I was very um, involved with the personal growth industry mm -hmm. and some of the different technologies that were coming through, uh, rebirthing and uh, walking on fire and so forth and so on. And, I'm um, very interested in, in Hindu mysticism and just really a spiritual seeker. Oh. So that, that was kind of my background, was very eclectic. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me that, well, I'm going to tell you the little quick part of how I started doing this. I was at a trade show because I had a line of greeting cards. Oh, wow. And okay. actually it was... Um, the general manager from uh, um, A.G. Mueller that mm -hmm. was in town at the time and saw my work, and it was a very different way to be approached. He just had a hit that I should do a project for them. He liked my style of painting, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so he gave me carte blanche to do whatever I wanted. Wow, that's, a, that's incredible. It was, Indeed. It was, you know, it was really a different way. It doesn't usually happen that way. Usually people submit things. But um, in looking back at it, I saw, and this took really years to start seeing the, the, the path that was going. And what I saw was there was this energy that I'm going to call fairy energy for lack of really a better term for it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think of it as... Um, sort of the divine in nature mm -hmm. and that that um, oh, the way that vibration expresses itself on this planet and so for me what I saw was 
thing after thing that was like, oh my goodness, you know, I was really, I was really lined up to do this, even though I consciously wasn't um, considering myself a fairy painter. Mm-hmm. And so one of, I, one of the things was the first art show that I did after I graduated from um, school was, um, you know, at a small gallery and. I had a lot of fairies in there, which was not something that I had painted ever in school. Right. I was doing sort of the traditional and classical and more avant-garde things. Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of an interesting thing that that started coming through. And so I can kind of jump forward a bit. And what I, what I saw was that there was a part of me that was very tender with nature. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to the point where you know, my neighbors thought that I was a, a, a very sweet but crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> I was the person that couldn't bear to squish a snail, or if my baby goldfish died, there was a, a full-blown um, funeral with little flowers, and everything had to be kind of ritualized. Uh-huh. So it was an interesting, it was just who I was innately, but it wasn't something that I, I thought about or was taught. It just kind of welled up for me. Mm-hmm. And so the next part that I saw in looking back, you know, kind of like, how did I get here? (laughs) (laughs) Because I really wasn't planning on doing this. Mm -hmm. Right. Was that um, my husband and I were were in kayaks on the American River. Oh. He's an exceptional kayaker. I'm, I'm definitely not, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I could keep up with him on, on flat water at least. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so we were paddling along, and we saw what looked like some garbage in the middle of the river. And, oh. and you know, in, in our minds, it just shouldn't be there. Right. right? You, you honor the river, and, and uh, it's, it's a blessing for us. So, so anyway, he... he um, would roll his kayak upside down and try to grab this and hook it with his paddle and this that. And finally, he got it and flipped flipped it up on my um, kayak. Mm-hmm. And you know, as soon as I saw it, I actually got a little bit afraid because it was three books that were bound together ceremoniously. Wow! Uh, and then there was a stone on it to keep it uh, down. And this is, you know, I wasn't new to the spiritual path. But I was, uh, you know, I was not someone that was into or studying the ritual path or, um, let's say, a Wiccan path or some of the earth-based religions. Mm-hmm. And so I was very heavily into Eastern traditions mm-hmm. and, uh, and then the Western. So anyway, you know, that was sort of one of those experiences where I really didn't know what this meant. I knew that it was either... You know, someone was trying to bring forth this energy or stop this energy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was truly just freaked out about it. And so I can fast forward then to um, you know, there are numerous other things that happened, um, and well, one of them, I guess, that for me was an important thing was that there was a radio show called This American Life. Right. And I loved the show, and they had one program though that was. To me, a little bit different in that instead of being here about America, they were going um, overseas somewhere in the Netherlands, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so they had heard something about a fairy stone, a rock that had fallen down, and um, or I guess a boulder that had fallen down into an area that people believed was a fairy uh, land or space or something. Hmm. And so he was going over there to interview people, and it, and it kind of had that edgy 
feeling where there was like a little bit of a mocking energy. Right. And I re my body went nuts. I just oh. was so incensed that someone would go over there and kind of be making fun of people in a subtle way or not so subtle. And the truth in hindsight is I have no idea what the radio show was really like. Mm -hmm. It was just my body sense. But there was this this feeling that came up that was so strong. And so, you know, I think what I just started seeing after the deck was done about a year later, that there was one thing after another that was, for me, really, really um, pivotal in pointing to the fact that I had work on this level, even though I consciously didn't have any desire or um, someone pointing me in this direction, mm -hmm. that there was something that was sort of maneuvering me this direction or part of my energy that just lined up. So uh, I think that for me, I'm, I'm seeing it as a, um, an aspect of my spiritual uh, studies um, is studying what is, um, what is it that people call fairy energy. Right. And uh, uh, it's infinite. It's like everything else on the planet. Uh, it's really, really infinite, and there are different perspectives, but the deck is kind of a part of that for me. It's a, it's sort of my perspective on what I've experienced, mm -hmm. which is really quite um, what I would say more of the, if, if, I'm, if I was going to be so bold, I'd say it's part of the devic, devic realm, uh -huh. and that it's um, very supportive and very accessible uh, for people. Wow. Wow, that is really quite a story. Yeah. And and where it's led you to is just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that probably we all have those things happening in our lives, but sometimes we don't have the the great fortune to see them or to recognize those um, things that are kind of guiding us to where we are now, and yet we all have those doorways that we go through or mm -hmm. choices that we make mm -hmm. that lead us to one thing or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it just, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued because um, you said there are three books that they looked like they'd been ceremonially bound together. If they'd been submerged in the water, were they water damaged? They were. And, you know, and honestly, you know, I, there was a part of me at this point that was a little bit, I remember when I first start talking about this to someone. I haven't, you know, I haven't put it out a whole lot, but mm -hmm. when I did, I, I felt kind of embarrassed that I was so afraid. Mm -hmm. You know, I was afraid to look at the books, to open them, touch them. I just didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they were, they were definitely water damaged, but they were, you know, I think now I would handle it very differently. Right. I would, you know, <laughs> dry them off meticulously and, and, uh, see what they were and study them and such. Mm -hmm. And as I, I don't remember, you know, I really don't remember if they were old. I don't know that they were old books. Mm -hmm. much, they may be much more contemporary books. Right. Mm -hmm. But what an interesting way to receive your message from the universe. And, and I think that the, one of the really graceful lessons for me was that I didn't even know it was a lesson. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was a, a signpost. Mm -hmm. It was just in hindsight... I got to see, oh, <laughs> there, <laughs> there, you know, there's, there are some reasons that I am standing in this place. Mm -hmm. and it's bigger than my mind or 
my individual decisions. Right. Also, I think it's interesting that you were trying to do something in service to the planet by, you know, retrieving what looked like trash from the river, and it turns out to be this amazing gift. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, that is such delicious symbolism and synchronicity and, and all those wonderful S words and just gives me chills. That's really quite... It gave me chills when you said that, too. I think that's probably a really, really good um, thing for us to remember is that, you know, we don't know where things go, but when you do something that's heartfelt or that feels like a good, good service to the planet or mm -hmm. to each other, that it comes back. Mm -hmm. and, and truthfully, you know, someone else is going to have a different perspective. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it almost doesn't matter, I think, what we do as long as we're doing it um, from a, a place of um, goodness. Right. Well, it's, it's one of your cards is called service. Mm -hmm. And it's this beautiful image of a woman with all of these birds, um, I guess hummingbirds. Right. And, right. and she's dressed like, a, you know, she's, she's, she, she looks like a hummingbird herself. <laughs> and, you know, one's in a nest and the others are flying around and she's holding one. And um, anybody who's ever visited my house knows that, you know, I'm, I'm the crazy bird lady on the block. <laughs> You know, we, we have several bird feeders and a bird bath, and you know, we've got this whole carefully balanced ecosystem in our backyard. Aww. You know, it's, it's the little birds and the hummingbirds and the doves and the crows and the squirrels have all worked out a truce. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have our own, you know, semi-peaceable kingdom in the backyard. <laughs> um, and our neighbors think we're crazy because, you know, we invite the snails to our yard. Everybody else is trying to get rid of them. Right. And it's like, you know, we don't have enough snails in our backyard. We should go to the garden center and get some. And the guys <laughs> at the garden center are like, you want snails? Yeah. <laughs> so when I saw the service card, I thought, oh, I love this. This is great. This is just absolutely perfect. <laughs> How does she know? <laughs> well, I seem to have a, a really strong relationship with hummingbirds. So mm -hmm. In a lot of my new work there, you know, we have quite a few hummingbirds flitting around. Oh, how wonderful. <laughs> well, you know, they are very fairy-like. You know, mm -hmm. they, they are. And... Uh, for some people, they, um, they're they um, a very magical bird, mm -hmm. and um, for in a, in a dream sense, they're a very, very amazing, interesting um, symbol. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, love, I love hummingbirds, and we have quite a few here, and they've definitely been teachers for me, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, I, I'm just so amazed because, you know, we have a hummingbird feeder up, and they're, they're just these little flashes of color. My, hu my husband calls them little flying jewels. Uh -huh. And they, they really do look like flying jewels. And they're just these flashes of colors. And they zip up, take you know two seconds to eat breakfast and zip off again. It's like the drive through window express. <laughs> 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 but it just amazes me. And they're little tiny birds. And yet I have to refill the feeder fairly frequently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it takes a lot of energy to move that fast. It does. Yes. They're, they're amazing that way. They're, I, I don't remember the statistics and, and such, but they use up so much energy. Mm -hmm. And on, if there's something about that they need to eat, I don't know, so, so often mm -hmm. they just can perish. And yet some of them ha uh, migrate. And so in science, they don't understand how they can have this duality right. uh, where they can migrate long distances and not be eating. So mm -hmm. they're a very amazing bird, Yeah. plus being very beautiful and, and very inspiring to people. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I like, you know, because they're on the service card and you talk about um, you can do so much good with the smallest of gestures. I think hummingbirds are really like that because they are so small mm. and, they, you know, they, they, well, personify, embody that. Yes. Um, you know, only people personify technically. But, um, but they embody that and it's just, it's such a wonderful image. I just keep going back to it. Wow. <laughs> you know, I think what, what you said really hit me in a different way too because when someone sees a hummingbird very often they are just uplifted mm -hmm. because a hummingbird is around them mm -hmm. and it, bring, it seems to bring in joy which is something they do symbolize uh, I believe for the um, in some of the native traditions mm -hmm. but um, so they they are little little amazingly potent um, messengers of many uplifting things and they're very strong they're mm -hmm. not they're not wimpy birds at all no no it's, it's <laughs> a friend of mine worked at a bird rescue and um only the people with you know oodles and oodles of training got to work with the hummingbirds huh. um, but she got to hold one once yeah. and she said she, she was mellow for a week uh -huh. she was just calm which for this person is pretty amazing because high strong does not even begin oh. to describe it <laughs> And, but she said she just felt so calm, and it lasted about a week. And I thought, hmm, you know, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Maybe you need to be there a little more often. <laughs> Tune into hummingbird medicine. Yeah, definitely. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten, I've had the privilege of, of holding a hummingbird, and it is wow. a pretty amazing experience. Wow. So. It's, um, and, and well, I, I love your cards because they are visually stunning. Yes. But oh. you, you have also filled them with images that speak to my heart, um, so like, like the hummingbirds. And then on the courage card, it's butterflies. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, 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 I love butterflies. I think they're wonderful. We're um, going to have our, our, the feral area, formerly known as our backyard, <laughs> um, <laughs> redone to be more butterfly friendly because it's very bird friendly right now. But we need to do something more for the for the bees and the butterflies. And so looking at the courage card, it's like, ooh, that's perfect. Just this, you know, golden this lovely yellow golden monarch flying forward. Uh, yes. Well you know, I, I I think symbols are so strong and what your know, pictures are so strong when they say a picture's worth a thousand words, I mm -hmm. think it's true. And whereas tarot decks are so amazing because there's so many levels that you can work with them on and a, an inspiration deck doesn't have traditionally that long long history that it, the tarot deck has mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yet there's something about an image that can evoke so many different things mm -hmm. so, you know just when you were talking when i looked at that card i thought wow you know the, there's that whole aspect of the metamorphosis from being a caterpillar into that cocoon of unknowingness right. into a butterfly. And so I, I, for myself, I just saw, wow, courage is a nice uh, word to go with that mm -hmm. image. Absolutely. So. And also, I love the faith card. With the fish, yeah. Yeah, with, with, with the woman standing on the fish, because first of all, it puts me in mind of all of the Renaissance paintings of the Madonna, mm -hmm. you know, with that lovely blue background and, and, yes. and the luminescence <laughs> around her. Um, but none of them, you know, in none of them is she standing on a fish, and I think, frankly, that's a great improvement. Um, <laughs> were, were you, were, did you kind of have that working, you know, since you'd had all this classical art education and training, yeah. did, did, do you think that kind of was maybe a... a, a 
um, an unconscious influence for that? You, you know, I, I think that there probably is that. And what I would say was with this deck, I was much less um, conscious about some things. I was mm -hmm. really, really, um, I made a decision not to do any research and just be as open as possible. Mm -hmm. And um, now I'm more in a stage where, well, I go back and forth, actually, but I, I think now I would probably want to be doing the research, you know, did I get it right or whatever, <laughs> but, but it was very, very um, just what came in and what spontaneously seemed to happen. Mm -hmm. and that was an interesting one for me because we were moving out of our house onto some property um, that had been kind of our dream to do. Mm -hmm. And this was the last one in our house. And I had um, some pet goldfish mm. that I adored. Mm -hmm. And um, I had three of them, and then one of them died, and it was an absolute grief. Mm. You know, and I think that was a place where, you know, my, I, I feel much more, um, I feel more strong now than I used to, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. and, oh my gosh, you know, I, I had the tenderest heart. I would cry for the longest period of time of about, you know, a, a quarter inch fish, baby fish dying or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to say I'm jaded, but I, I have more of a capacity to hold that on, on different levels now. But, right. But at that point, you know, my fish was dying and my sweet husband, Sebastian, was not as into the fish as I was. They were, <laughs> they were pets. Uh -huh. God bless him. He's running off to uh, find, you know, the special medicine to try to revive this this fish. And so the fish died oh. while I was doing this. And then the next morning, what was kind of a interesting flip to the coin was that the other fish um, laid eggs. Oh, wow. And so it was like our tank was filled with all these eggs, so it was like that place of going, you know, to the depths of despair. Uh -huh. It's all ending, and then this new life, which, of course, fish um, in some traditions are very much about abundance mm -hmm. and, and new life and all the eggs that they have in them. But that was that up and down, so then, you know, I went from, you know, sort of that, that melodramatic um, do anything you can, do anything you can, we need to save this fish, to being absolutely mesmerized with the cycle of life. Oh, wow. You know, and, and this absolute amazing thing with all these eggs, and then the goldfish started eating the eggs, so I had to, you know, then <laughs> do something else to put a divider in. Uh -huh. And, the, you know, a lot of the babies did survive. That's oh, amazing. Red, um, what do I think they're called? Red cap fantails or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was a, a really, really powerful experience for me. Mm -hmm. So, and for me, when I was, you know, I got this image of, of um, the entity on the fish. And so that's, you can see how it's like my fish that was right there in my consciousness. Mm -hmm. and sort of that faith that life works. Yeah. was what was coming through. And mm -hmm. it does have a lot of the, the Madonna type of a, a feeling. And it's interesting because I saw a Catholic holy card that had, like, similar colors. And now you mention, you know, I, it was in my psyche because I, I have, I think, at the bottom of that robe of her dress were gold stars, if I if Yes, I yes, which, you know, I was just noticing, thinking, 
wow, this, you know, it's, it's Botticelli would be so impressed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm deeply flattered. I'm not sure it's true, but I'm deeply flattered. And well, along that line with the Madonna, she would be seen on the crescent moon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so for me in the, in the, um, the Catholic tradition, uh, you know, I, I kind of said once that the, is almost like, uh, that Madonna was the placeholder for the goddess. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so it's sort of through the Christian tradition, it's been there loosely in some things, but in the Catholic, it's been there strong. And, and I was raised Catholic, so I had that really oh. strong affinity. Mm -hmm. so, Definitely. So that's the long answer to, yes, it probably was inspired by <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I, I've seen this on churches in Italy, and it's like, well, except without the fish. But, um, <laughs> but well, you know, well, it's funny because you know everything we've ever seen or done or heard influences us, even when we can't consciously remember it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that is one of the ways that divination decks and inspiration decks and tarot work yes. is there are all these connections, even if we can't recall yes. what it is. Um, it's like, wow, that looks like something, or that looks like somebody. Um, there, you know, a lot of decks are sort of half photo, half art. You know, they'll take pictures of people and then draw art around them. Yes. And every now and then I'll look at one and go, I know this person, or else this person just looks like somebody I used to know at Renaissance Fair. I'm not sure which. <laughs> right. Um, but you get that association, then you think about that person, and maybe you haven't thought about that person in 15 years, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, huh, okay, am I being like that person? Should I call this person? Exactly. <laughs> or should I use Google to track this person down? So, <laughs> um, but the other thing I really liked your write-up about faith mm. um, is knowing without proof, even if you do not understand or if circumstances contradict your belief. Um, there's a, a, a writer who I'm completely blanking on at the moment, but I'll remember who it is and I'll put it in in, in the text listing on the podcast. <laughs> um, but she her what, what she wrote is that faith is not being sure. It is not being sure, yeah. but but putting your best effort forth, right. knowing that something larger than you is at work. Yes. And that the first time I read that, I just I was like, oh wow, okay. I, <laughs> the, the, it suddenly I got it. Yeah. Um, so I just I I really with the image and the text, it was like, oh, this is nice. We, <laughs> I like this. Good job. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, and thank you to whatever was flowing through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's amazing because, you know, it's because it's, you think, okay, I'm going to do this project or I'm going to do yeah. this whatever, and you start thinking about it, and it just kind of stops. Yeah. And then when you turn off that part of the brain and, you know, kind of get out of your own way, then it comes through. Yes. And then it's, it's um, you know, then the writing happens much better, the drawings happen. Yes. And the flow happens. Yes. And, and there's, for me, what I've found, too, with, with painting, since that's my primary modality, mm -hmm. is that uh, there's an energy that builds up also. Mm -hmm. And so if I, if I keep being open to that and keep working on it, then at a certain point it's just pouring through and I almost can't stop it. But uh, when I started this project, I was, um, well, I was very... Uh, I was very new in all of this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so I decided that I, you know, it kind of came from a sweet place. I didn't want to copy anyone's work, and I wanted to be really true to what, what I, what I felt like spirit was bringing through, instead of going with preconceived ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And so I spent a lot of time painting because, quite frankly, 60 paintings was a lot more than I had painted in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. I was the regular wander around the block (laughs) type of artist and go over here. and, Mm -hmm. And so it was a really different experience to commit to, yes, I will do this project. Right. And so I spent... The bulk of the time doing the paintings because my paintings are fairly detailed, mm-hmm. watercolors. Right. And um, then uh, towards the end, all of a sudden it hit me that you know I needed to have the writing to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was kind of a panic time for me. Really? Um, because all of a sudden, I don't know if I had two weeks. Oh my gosh. Left or something and. I would go out, um, I remember you know, we, we lived in the suburbs in Sacramento, mm-hmm. and we had this you know, sweet little backyard, and I, I would go out, I went out there um, at sunrise just praying and praying, because I had been, you know, sitting with my tape recorder trying to record it and trying to do it, and, mm-hmm. and just praying and praying, and so it was interesting because at that point there was something that came through that I felt uh, that I edited out because I felt too shy and unsure to put out. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, how, how audacious of me to feel like um, Mother Earth is talking to me. And yet what, what came up for me that, that um, morning as I was <laughs> you know, praying, please, please give me some words, <laughs> was um, love me, love yourself. Oh. And so that was, that was what I got. And, and then I, you know, I, I, was, I remember thinking, I need to fill a whole book. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in, in some respects, I think that there is a, a real um, shorthand to, to everything. It's like you love yourself, you love the earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, you love the earth, you love yourself. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. That's great. So anyway, that was the, that was my process mm-hmm. of doing of doing the deck, and and I guess the other part that was kind of interesting in doing this deck was that I I painted and painted and painted, and then at a certain point I thought, oh, you know, these have to hang together in a storyline, and I had no idea what that was. I'd just been painting for two years straight. Wow. And um, so I laid everything out on the floor, and then. I organized them. They seemed like there was a flow to them. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting because then at that point, it was clear that there were a few cards that needed to be in the deck. Um, and I think there were 10 more that I had at that point. But it was interesting. For the most part, it was a very unconscious mm-hmm. um, process mm-hmm. of just being with what came through and, and trusting. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if I'd have the nerve to do it like that again. <laughs> 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 I guess I guess if I was guided, mm-hmm. <laughs> you do what you're you do what you're guided to do. But. Yeah. But, uh, well, it, it's interesting because I'm I'm looking at Guardian right now, which is you know another incredibly beautiful fairy woman um, on a crescent moon with a dark blue cloak with moons on it, mm-hmm. and um, again sort of that you know Renaissance Madonna image, which you know goes you know has its roots in the earlier goddess images. Yes. And, um, you know, and you say, we are watched over and supported constantly. And it's like, well, yes. <laughs> and, and obviously that's what was guiding you as you were working on this project. Yeah. 
And, um, but I, I just, I love that. And again, you've got this nice moon. And you go over to Seeker, and you've got another figure in a blue cloak holding a candle, yes. which I, I think is lovely. And, and it looks kind of like a wintry scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I'm just kind of like projecting my, my you know, no, that's exactly childhood what it feels of, like to me, too. Yeah, it's, you know, because you know, I had this childhood of growing up in, you know, winterscapes. And, um, Down below her, it's a little hard to see, but she's standing in a fairy ring. Oh, you're right. So the little mushrooms down there, but you know they're so small. I mean, these paintings are originally I don't know 22 inches long. So oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, so I don't shrunk down. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh, she's got little sparklies or something, and then it's like, no, they are mushrooms. Um, little, little, um, uh, they what are they? Um, fairy mushrooms with the little red spots. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. the, the little. Um, now I can't think what they're called. Toadstools? No, 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 no. Um, but they're they're little fairy mushrooms. They're called. Yeah, I don't know the. The proper name, but mm -hmm. the little little um, mushrooms that sometimes are um, colloquially called fairy mushrooms. So yeah. they're white with red, really red. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really intense, kind of like reverse ladybugs. Um. Mm -hmm. Exactly, <laughs> and, I, and I do believe that they are really not edible. No, no, <laughs> they are highly toxic, um, but they are, they're very decorative. Just leave them where they are. Yes, um, but. Um, it also kind of reminds me of um, the Irish ballad Tamlin, um, with Janet standing in the magic circle, That's right, waiting for the fairy say. procession. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay. No, that just came to me. It's, I can't tell you how many times I looked at this card, and then suddenly it occurs to me. Well, that, I think that's the wonderful thing about images and symbols is mm -hmm. that they're really multidimensional. They're the any symbol can be interpreted mm -hmm. in any way, and mm -hmm. so it's really nice with pictures when someone is open to them. They can give you a really quick um, hit of energy mm -hmm. that your mind or my mind can form into some association mm -hmm. now, without having to have any specific knowledge right. of what does this really uh, symbolize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. the truth is someone doesn't even have to understand the basic tarot to have it work for them, mm -hmm. but it, for me at least, and, and numerous other people, having some understanding of it adds to the depth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> well you know, it's also, it, well, it's, it's people, you know, I, I, I talk to people, um, I actually did a reading recently um, for this one, and I, you know, I, I try to do the Mary Greer thing of getting people to talk about what they see in the cards instead of me yes. telling them what they should see. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Because, you know, I'm not in their psyche. I don't know what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I asked her, so, well, what does the card image suggest to you? And she said, well, I don't know. What's it supposed to, what's it, what's it supposed <laughs> to suggest? I was like, no, 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 no. <clears throat> You're supposed, you know, you, you tell me. <laughs> um, so she just comes out with this, like, paragraph and a half of text. I'm like, and you've never seen a tarot card before? <laughs> I was just this whole incredible rap on the Ace of Pentacles. And I thought, I'm going to use that in my book. <laughs> it was go. just fabulous. And so, you know, we go through the process. And it's a four-card reading. And, and I said, you know, you, you really, you know, your perceptions and your insights are very good. And, and, you know, I think you're doing very well with this. She goes, oh, well, good, because, you know, I've, just, I've never seen these before. And I was really worried I'd get it wrong. Oh, cute. <laughs> this isn't a test, but it, it just, it, the, um, yeah. but, but, you know, you don't have to have any familiarity with tarot to start reading tarot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you yeah. go. Um, what a, when, when approaching a non-tarot kind of a deck, you know, you call these inspiration cards, which I think is lovely. Um, and getting to work with these, in some ways, knowing tarot might narrow your associations with it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, it's, it's, it's why I like picking up decks that aren't traditionally structured tarot decks, because it's like, well, I can't just say, oh, well, this equates to the chariot, and this equates to the hermit, and this equates to this and that. It's like, I don't know what this is. What does this suggest to me? Right. Um, and so that's, that's good, because it, I, I can't think the same thoughts that I always think when I'm working. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's, that's really, um, you know, aside from the fact that the decks are just visually engaging, the fact that intellectually it frees me from, you know, thinking, okay, you know, this is a two, three, four progression or whatever, yes. um, allows me to see them in a different way, and it's a very different reading. I, I, I agree, and I, there's nothing wrong with knowing what something represents to you, but there is something really nice about exploring other things that open up new perspectives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I agree entirely, and I think that um, oracle decks are just another symbology, and they're a, um, at times a really nice way to um, shake something up, make it fresh. Mm -hmm. um, with this one, a lot of people will just pull a card and use it for an inspiration for the day. Right. Because um, this has a little bit of a different um, angle uh, that came out of it mm -hmm. in a way. But um, I think that it's good to explore. And some people are specialists, and that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really, you know, someone knows something so in-depth, and then there are other people that are not specialists, and I would say that I'm not a specialist. I'm very eclectic in, mm -hmm. in what I use. And so mm -hmm. I'll, you know, for adding to a tarot reading or, or an oracle reading, you know, I have a, a stone that has, that for me just has um, pictures that seem to pop out of it. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, you know, it's like people use different things to mm -hmm. inspire them to being open channels to this wisdom coming through. Mm -hmm. Right. And for me, the... When people ask me to do a reading <laughs> on, with this for them, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always taken aback because I really, really, not only respect Mary Greer and think she's a fabulous, fabulous teacher. Mm -hmm. I love that she uh, respects each individual's wisdom and empowers them to be their direct uh, channel to themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's my, one of my favorite ways to use this is for an individual to start really trusting their inner guidance more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And I think that that helps with tarot readings because there's a place where then um, someone doesn't edit it if it comes in and it's not fitting the traditional tarot formula mm -hmm. of what does uh, the chariot mean or what does this mean, mm -hmm. then it, it allows that um, perhaps uh, um, more succinct energy to come through at that moment without being edited. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I think that it's, for me, it's a wonderful um, addition to Tarot. And for some people, they don't do Tarot, and so they'll use Oracle decks, and some people combine them. It's like there is no limit. Yeah, there's no right answer. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. It's, 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 there's the answer that's right for the person who's having the reading. Yeah, it seems yeah. like that's true with most of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I used to think there were, was, you know, probably a truth or something, and now it's just multiple truths, mm -hmm. changeable mm -hmm. truths. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things I like about your deck is that you stay very focused on the positive. 
but you don't deny that there's another side to things. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of, you know, light and fluffy, happy bunny decks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, that's great, but, you know, in, there, in that universe, there is no shadow. Right. And that's not reality, at least not on this particular plane. Right. Um, but you approach that in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I'm looking at the discipline card right now. People just think, ooh, discipline, I'm, I'm being punished, I, I did something wrong and, thing, and something's awful, or, you know, I'm not disciplined enough, I'm, I'm lazy or whatever. Right. You know, most people I know who think that they are not disciplined enough are actually extraordinarily disciplined people, mm -hmm. yeah. which I, I, I find astonishing. It's like, you have no perspective on this particular <laughs> issue. Um, but I love the fact that you have taken this as a, a way of... Um, self-discipline that isn't, oh, I, I have to do this or I shouldn't do that or anything else. It's about nurturing yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a message that we really need to hear um, because particularly as, you know, here we move into the 21st century and, you know, how many Americans are overweight and how many Americans spend too much time in front of the computer or at, the, at work, in front of the TV, whatever, they don't get enough exercise. Mm -hmm. So we'll just discipline yourself to eat better and exercise. And it's like, well, approaching the, the discipline as a self-love and an awareness, I think, is a much more nurturing place than saying you're lazy and you have no self-control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I kind of, I, I, I find for myself that if I step into something that fits me well, then it's easier. So, let's going back to kayaking, mm -hmm. I was there was no way I could keep up with Sebastian. He was absolutely phenomenal at uh, kayaking and he was willing to um, throw life and limb you know, <laughs> over a waterfall and I just really didn't have that in me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's interesting because that wasn't my physical sport. Mm -hmm. And so what I have found is something else that's kind of amusing. We do ballroom dancing. Oh, that's oh. lovely. <laughs> How wonderful. It's really fantastic. And it's, it's, been fantastic for our communication and working together because we work, you know, we're husband and wife, we live together and we work together. Mm -hmm. um, but what I saw was as a kayaker, I had panic attacks. I was, I was okay at it, but it wasn't my thing to do mm -hmm. with the ballroom dancing. I, you know, it's like I can go really deeply into it and really push that boundary, which of course is not like, you know, jumping off a waterfall. But, no, I can but... Meet, I can meet him in that one. Mm -hmm. I couldn't in, in the other. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if we find those places where we really resonate, mm -hmm. you know, if, if someone, um, you know, doesn't like running, but let's say they like yoga or something. Right. Or, or dancing. Mm -hmm. then, it's a, then it's this blessing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a gift we give to ourselves as compared with, like you say, I'm a bad, I'm a bad person. I need to do this. Yeah. Well, it's, it's um, one of my friends, um, you know, she turned 50 and suddenly gravity was happening. And, um, and so she took up tap dancing. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of her coworkers were like, well, why do you want to do that? You're never going to have a career as a tap dancer. <laughs> She's like, I'm not doing this to have a career as a tap dancer. I'm doing it because it's fun. Yeah. It makes me smile. And, you know, it beats going to the gym. <laughs> we, we have a, um, a family friend that was 80 and she took up tap dancing. Wow. And, uh, I, she lived way into her 90s, mm -hmm. wow. tap dancing. Mm -hmm. And okay. so it, when, when we, um, <laughs> this is sort of off the subject, but when we 
go dancing some Saturday nights. We live out in the country, and we go over to the Grange. It's not hip at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we are absolutely the youngest people there. Uh -huh. But, you know, some of these guys are my idols. They're 89 years old. Mm -hmm. They're out there ballroom dancing. Mm -hmm. and, you know, one of them, Walt, was so cute. His partner said, what is this music? And he goes, it's disco. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it? <laughs> oh, it's so cute, you know. Ooh, wow. So I'm excited. I'm excited you brought this card up because it is an interesting card. When people pull it, mm -hmm. it, it sometimes I've seen their face just go into absolute panic. Oh. And then they read it, and there's this relax, relaxation and enthusiasm that can come in mm -hmm. because it's, you know, really, you know, looking at discipline as like maybe some spiritual aspect of yourself you love and you're going to nurture. Mm -hmm. You know, or or whatever. So, mm -hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, I, I'm just amused because um, I love ballroom dancing. Oh. Uh, I, 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 I don't do it really in depth. I, I, I know um, some Victorian ballroom dancing. Um, oh, my goodness. From, from when I used to do historical recreation. Yes. And, you know, I still have one ball gown that I occasionally get out and, you know, manage to, you know, my, my, my very patient husband will, you know, lace up the corset and lace up the gown. And, you know, it takes half hour to get me dressed. and. Oh. I always have to remember to put on my shoes first because once the corset's on, forget it. You're not bending at the waist. Uh, <laughs> it's like, honey, I forgot my shoes. Could you put my shoes on for me? <laughs> well, you know, as a princess, shouldn't that happen anyway? Well, yeah, but it's, it's very hard as a 21st century, you know, career person to recognize, <laughs> you know, to, to, to reconcile with this whole suddenly I'm, I, I can't bend, I can't do this, I can't do that. I, I can stand up very straight and look very elegant and I can dance mm -hmm. and I can sip champagne and I can flirt and that's really... <laughs> All I can do, I can't, I, you know, I'm not functional. Um, and so it's, it's this, you know, incredible mental shift. Yeah. Um, but some friends of ours uh, actually run a group that puts on historical dances 10 times a year. Wow. And they're called um, Peers, Period Events and Entertainment Recreation Society. Yes. And at several of their events are Victorian. They also do swing events and, and other things. Um, and I love the swing events because then I can put on my cool swing cocktail dress and go dancing. Um, <laughs> But I, I look at the people, the, the regular dancers, the people who dance seriously, <laughs> and the, 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 the effort they put into it and the discipline of it, mm -hmm. you know, the, taking all these classes and like going all over the U.S. and all over Europe, taking all these dance mm -hmm. workshops and things. And, you know, Stanford does this really intense dance week every summer where for seven days you do nothing but dance, yeah. like, you know, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then there's a, a formal dance in the evening. <laughs> And, you know, it's like, that's discipline, but it's something they love. Yes. And I think finding that, mm -hmm. um, you know, for these people, it's dancing, clearly. Yeah, oh, it's definitely. absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And, and you ask them what they want to do, and it's like, they want to dance. Mm -hmm. There was um, a woman who danced for three years with her husband, and he died. <gasps> and everyone was kind of, I think, afraid for her, like, mm -hmm. what was going to happen, and and she, um, within a fairly short amount of time, started going to the dances. Mm -hmm. it's different because she didn't have a partner now. But, right. You know, she started participating more because there was such a love for it. And I think that that's when I when I go to the Bay Area Tarot Symposium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I see there are people who love the tarot so much. It's one of their disciplines. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't think of it necessarily in that term, and yet they are 
masters at certain levels mm-hmm. of the the tarot. I, I I feel like when I I go there, um, I'm just I'm in awe of the devotion to one's craft mm-hmm. and to uh, exploring oneself through this tool mm-hmm. that um, many 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 of the people there have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 an amazing experience. The first time I ever went to one. Um, you know, Thalassa's like, well, why don't you come and help me work it? It's like, sure, why not? You know, it's, it's, I can be useful. You know, I mean, Thalassa and I have known each other for several years at that point, and you know, she was always doing it, but I always had other commitments that I couldn't make it. This was running this acting group, and life was complicated. And finally, I was like, okay, I'll go do this thing. It sounds kind of inter- interesting. And I was like, wow, why have I not been coming to this all these years? <laughs> it's like all these people, and you know, you spend eight hours, and nobody does anything except talk about tarot. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is fabulous. We should do this like every weekend. And she looked at me like, every weekend? I'm like, okay, well, maybe not every weekend. Might be a bit much. <laughs> you know, having. You know, organizing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I, I can organize a 70 person tarot event for every weekend of the year. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but it was just so incredible. And just being in a room with that many people yeah. and that many different decks, because yep. everybody brings their favorite decks. And then, you know, you've got tarot garden and fields there. Having tempting things out, oh, yes. and you know, even if you don't buy everything on the table, which is a temptation, um, just looking at them and getting all this, these different takes and perspectives, and um, it's it's just it's really quite intoxicating. It, it is, and uh, you know, it's it's so wonderful to be with maybe a part of your tribe. So someone that's really passionate about tarot or kind of likes tarot, mm-hmm. it's an aspect of themselves. And going here, it's a fun way to connect with other people that have that like mind, and um, it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful event. A lot of fun characters, uh, <laughs> many, many, many different uh, presentations. It's a, a really, really wonderful way to spend a, a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, well, I, I like the fact that, you know, it's, it's there, there are big names like Mary Greer and yeah. Rachel Pollock, but then Velasa also gives opportun- you know, speaking and, and workshop opportunities to people who don't have that kind of national exposure but have, you know, equally valid, equally interesting things right. to say and things that make you really go, huh, I never thought about that before. Yeah. Um, Susan Gold, who runs Magician's Table, um, does this fabulous writing workshop which, you know, if you can't get to bats to take it, check Susan's website at magicians-table.com. Mm-hmm. And because she teaches it quarterly, generally. Yeah. And um, it just it just makes you rethink the whole approach to tarot because it's like, oh, tarot's divination. It's inside, it's this and that. And she's like, no, it's a tool for literary inspiration. There you go. <laughs> and, you know, we're talking to David Skippins, who, you know, uses the tarot as a basis for writing a series of murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. You know, gosh, I like that. <laughs> They're also very interesting, uh, um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's just quite quite the event and definitely the highlight of our year and um, and it's just, it's just fun going. Mm-hmm. And then you know you get all this this fabulous energy and exposure and then it's like you wake up the next day and you go, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to play with the three new decks I bought. And, <laughs> yes. Um, well, when I. Um, not last year, but the year before, I think it was, when I came out of BATS, I started a series of paintings that were different than what I had been doing. Hmm. And one of them has been a bestseller for us. So that was one of the interesting wow. you know, outpourings from being at the uh, BATS. Mm-hmm. So uh, you just never know what opens up after being there. Mm, no. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's generally I end up with you know, boxes of stuff all over my living room. <laughs> boxes yeah. of stuff and new people you've met and yes. exciting people to, to go, oh, great, let's share this stuff. And, and you get to meet new friends. It's wonderful. Yes. yes. And, and we meet wonderful people like you. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. And I, 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 too, I feel like I met such wonderful people. I'm so delighted to be able to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I really say, I was giggling almost every other sentence. I'm having such a good time. Oh, I'm glad. Yay. I'm glad. Yes. So, so we've talked a lot about your deck. Um, are you currently working on a project? Are we expecting something new from you? Well, you know, I, I, on, on the deck end of things, I do, have a, I do have a deck that I've been working on, and I'm waiting to see what's happening with the distributor and publisher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... That's actually a mermaid deck, Ooh. and so that one that one is not finished, mm -hmm. um, but it's I, I'd say three fourths the way done. Wow. And what I'm uh, I like I very much like the archetype of a mermaid. I feel like it's such a potent um, symbol and archetype for for women in particular. Mm -hmm. No offense to the men. No, I'm but. sure they don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, I like working with that imagery a lot. Right now, what I, however, what I'm really, really putting my energy into is working with uh, dream symbology, mm -hmm. which is becoming more and more conscious in my work. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very excited about the concept of waking dreams, which is looking at everything in my life as a dream image. Oh, wow. So it's you know, very much like with a, a tarot deck or an oracle deck, we, we kind of focus that aspect of an oracle into those cards or pages just to maybe concentrate it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we walk around um, in daily life looking at everything as a dream image, we just don't get very far and might start drooling a lot. <laughs> it's kind of overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, that would be a, that'd be a really intense way to experience the day-to-day. -day. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, table, cat floor, da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> We tend to do. I, uh, my take on it as human beings, we tend to you know, store a lot of information in our mind about an event, but really only hold on to consciously a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. And so, what what I tend to do, um, sometimes obsessively, <laughs> <laughs> is is look at oh. What is this as a symbol to me? What is this? So, mm -hmm. you know, if a, a bird goes by the window, or um, if there is a fire engine that happens at this time, you know, the sirens go off when I'm talking about a certain thing, mm -hmm. or, you know, just how people are seated at a dinner table, I start looking at it symbolically, mm -hmm. not unlike you would do um, in a dream, mm -hmm. but it's our waking life. And so that's something I'm really excited is um, just breaking down that bridge of sleeping and waking. Yeah. So you know, perhaps you might say it's a little bit of the shamanic way to work where mm -hmm. there isn't a separation between the worlds. Mm -hmm. And in our culture, we have a very strong separation. There are others, like, uh, let's say, the Hawaiian culture where there's not so much of a separation. Mm -hmm. And um, in different native cultures, perhaps, where... Um, you know, the, the animal comes to you with a message. Mm -hmm. um, so instead of pulling an oracle card, you know, when that black dog comes up and is wagging his tail and this happens, <laughs> that could be your, you know, mini reading 
Mm-hmm. And so that's something I'm very excited about. And then putting images that could be um, looked at as dream images um, into greeting cards is what I'm doing right now. Oh, um, okay. One of, the, one of the things that happened with having why I was asked to do a deck for A.G. Mueller was because they saw some of my greeting cards. Mm-hmm. And so where the, there was a perfect fit was that I definitely considered myself a spiritual being doing greeting cards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that that was part of my spiritual work. Mm-hmm. And so now what I'm working on is how to put these images into paintings that are you know, accessible to everyone, mm-hmm. but to someone that is looking at symbols and a seeker in that way, that there's a, a, a definite conscious uh, experience they can have. And so I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that. So that's kind of my project I'm working on right now. How neat. And working with, um, uh, working with people and um, doing um, uh, waking dream and artwork type of uh, experiences because so many people really, really want to express themselves in art mm-hmm. but feel like they can't. Mm-hmm. And I love working with um, taking a, a dream image and then, it, and then having people expand that out mm-hmm. um, and uh, learn something about themselves and perhaps get more of a handle on a situation that they didn't have a handle on before through artwork. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that must be some pretty intense work there. You know, it, it could be, but not, not in my experience, mm-hmm. the way, I guess the way I do it. Because mm-hmm. what I have found, here, I'll give you ex- a, an example. I had something happen once where I, um, I was definitely plugged in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not happy about it, and I, I had lots of emotion. I was, I was very upset. So I came in and took a piece of paper and did, my, did a scribble, kind of, you know, kind of my angry, mm-hmm. my angry scribble, and then I looked at it, and it looked a little bit like a person. So hmm. I did a few more things, and some of it was in upset, and some was just kind of exploring the line. Mm-hmm. And then after a certain point, what happened was there was a, a mermaid that started emerging, but she was kind of flat on her back and squished. Oh. And so, you know, I kept kind of playing with this, and what happened is through this process, I empowered myself mm-hmm. because her hair started becoming roots, and then you wow. know, the, the shackles that I had put on her feet, you know, they broke off mm-hmm. through drawing and scribbling and things. And so, by the end of it, what happened was that I felt absolutely inspired and uplifted. So it was just a um, a physical way to take an upset and then move it into a, a place of empowerment. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, every single experience that we have that looks awful ends up being a potential for an absolute win or breakthrough. Right. And so, so for me, that's how I work. And so usually people are having a, a really good time. It's, um, although, you know, things can get, it could get intense, but they don't tend to around me. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's also that's not the kind of energy you possess. No. Yeah. Well, you, you are very calming to people. Oh, well, thank you. And, you know, not always. I can get really fiery and such, but 
And sometimes, sometimes it's really, really important to to be all the way down in the fire mm-hmm. and just to to be barely holding on. And what I know is that what, there's always the um, the coming out of that. There's the coming out of the cocoon or the fire in, and and uh, becoming the phoenix. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Or the toasted marshmallow. <laughs> or the toasted marshmallow. <laughs> With the yummy insides. So that's good. Yes, it is. Some for everybody. Mm. Gosh, well, it sounds like you've got just so many interesting ways to spend your time. I, I, I do. I feel very blessed, and uh, I'm, I feel very excited about the different things that I have the opportunity to play with. Oh, great. Well, well, thank you so much for your time this evening, Sasha. I know it's it's a little bit late here, and and um, you know it's you've graciously given us time on on a weeknight, and we really appreciate that. Yes, we do. Oh, it's my pleasure, and it's perfect because it's quiet, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I just there's, their phones aren't ringing, and there's <laughs> nothing happening, so it's. Uh, you, me, and the cats. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, one of the things I love about when we're taping the podcasts is my cell phone's off mm-hmm. and the computer's off. And I can just kind of like be in the moment with my, with my co-hosts and our guests. And it's, it's really quite lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree entirely. In fact, Sebastian went to Bonaire to go scuba diving. And I, I didn't have any desire to go. Mm-hmm. If it had been a lush tropical island, I would have. But <laughs> I, I stayed home, and I, I was overwhelmed with the desire to be silent. Mm-hmm. So I called different people that you know, were planning to have me come over or that might call and told them I was going to be silent for a week. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely magical. So now what I'm doing is during the weekdays, I'm silent until after breakfast until um, noon. Wow. And so there's an amazing uh, sense of peacefulness that I am starting to engender in me instead of, you know, always being pulled one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm, and I'm getting so much work done, painting work, I'm wow. thrilled with what I'm getting to experience. Wow. That's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, not everyone can do that with their job. Some people actually have to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You know, my, my job involves clients, and clients, when they're paying you by the hour, they want you to talk. Yeah. They do usually. Yeah, yeah it's, it's you know, it's like, I need your advice on this, and you know, so then at that point, sitting there sphinx-like really isn't no. not quite the thing. But what a wonderful gift that you're able to structure your day that way and be able to do that for yourself. You know, I and it was, it was. Partially in self-defense, mm-hmm. you know, sort of a funny way to put it, but what happened for me, I, I felt like there were so many things pulling me, is when I start painting, oftentimes there's a, um, people start calling wanting counseling or something. Oh. And so I, um, I just found such a deep well of peacefulness when I had that week, mm-hmm. and I got so much painting that I was thrilled with it instead of um, pushing. Mm-hmm. And there's a, an absolute joy when we find that rhythm of how do we do our work in such a busy world. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a possibility for everyone. You know, some people do yoga in the morning, some people take walks. And for me, uh, I just found maybe my discipline was to be quiet because I, 
I can talk quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, you know, I find sometimes I'm talking to myself because I'm having to think through yes. whatever it is I'm working on, if I'm working on something particularly complex. Yes. You know, I'm putting together something that has lots of moving parts, and I'll be talking myself through it. Because mm -hmm. it's just, because I, 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 you know, keeping track of it mentally mm -hmm. is one thing, but actually talking somehow keeps me focused on that. So maybe, I, I'll, maybe I'll try not talking and see what. Well, you, what I found that was really interesting to be taking a, a week of being silent was that I found these different places that I would speak, and I didn't really realize how much energy I was putting out. Mm -hmm. so one of the big things I saw with um, speaking is it's energy. Mm -hmm. And oh, yes. so I was shocked, and I also was shocked with how much I, let's say, kibitz with the cats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For myself, when you're talking about talking to yourself, I, I uh. found that I would say yes. Yes, mm -hmm. a lot, which I guess is a good thing to say, but yeah. right. it is interesting being able to maybe get some discipline over what am I putting out and how am I using my energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was a, a, a powerful way to retreat. Um, wow. You know, just, you know, here, and we live out in the country, so it's not like we have a lot of people knocking on the door. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Huh. Probably don't think I can make that work at home. You might, might need to go uh, borrow someone's cabin or something. You could come up to our house sometime. Oh, well, thank you. Actually, you yeah, like we'll, we'll go out to one of those little places in Mendocino that um, I, we actually have a favorite getaway up there. That there are no telephones and yeah. there's no internet connectivity. Oh, see, there you go. I think it's a nice thing for people that are in the city to experience that. It, it's just there's less psychic energy that mm -hmm. is coming around you. Not that that's bad. It's just it's a different energy. That's a, I think it's a good and healthy thing to do periodically. Yeah. Plus, it's fun. Uh-huh. Well, it was just, also, it was just really interesting because, you know, I'm used to being, you know, on call and available for my consulting clients. Yeah. And, you know, my tarot clients and my grandmother and everybody in the whole world. Yes. And then to go away to this, we went away there last year for my birthday, actually. And so, you know, for four days, not having to be available to anybody and just doing what we felt like and, you know, waking up when we felt like it and eating when we felt like it and napping when we felt like it. And, you know, one of my days consisted of, like, getting up, having breakfast, taking a nap, having lunch, taking um, a soak, yes. and then taking a nap, <laughs> and then going out to dinner, <laughs> and then going home and, you know, you know, going back to where we were staying and reading in front of the fire until I fell asleep. Oh. And I was like, this has been the perfect day. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so, but, but how lovely that you live in an environment where you have that ability to pull away like that mm -hmm. and really focus your energies. I think that's great. Yeah, it's, we're, we're fortunate that way, and with our business, we can do that. We mm -hmm. have the Internet, and um, I'm a painter, so, you know, I don't have to be in town. And, mm -hmm. and there was a synchronicity, too. I feel like uh, at the, the powers to be or the powers that, you know, that are working. Whatever it is that moves us around in this universe mm -hmm. seem to move us here. And we're up in an area where there are actually a lot of people that have very strong fairy beliefs. Oh, and perfect. That's, that's not something that you find everywhere. No. No. So the, it's an interesting place that we did end up, and um, I feel, feel very fortunate. And only about 10 minutes away, there are 
huge oak trees that if you stretch your arms all the way out, mm-hmm. you'll just be reaching, you know, uh, the front part of the tree. Oh, wow. how nice. Yeah. So, oh. you know, feel very fortunate with that, and it uh, feels like we're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It sounds like a very calming way to spend the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we're here for the rest of our lives, it's like never, you know, what I find is it, I really never know where the next place is I'm supposed to be. But mm-hmm. for right now, this is home, and uh, appre- we appreciate it very much. Indeed. That's, that's wonderful. Wow. Well, we should probably let you go so you can, like, go enjoy being at home in the evening with your darling husband. Thank you. Who is a truly charming gentleman. Yes, yes he is. And Sebastian is just a delight. He, he is. He's a brilliant and really wonderful, loving man. Aww. Aww. That's a great dancer. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, what more can you ask for? It's, it, it, it's funny, after um, my, my, my first marriage ended, and I'm like, okay, I you know don't need a guy this or that and everything else. And when I finally got to the point, I'm like, I'm thinking about maybe a guy. I said, okay, he has to be emotionally stable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's no chemical issues. And he has to be able to dance. <laughs> or willing to learn. And, you know, then I met my current husband, and, you know, it's like, well, it's like, wait, I know you dance. Hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, he, 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 he had also done historical recreation, so he knew how to do all the Victorian ballroom dancing. Yep. Fun. It's like, well, well maybe, perfect. Maybe at, maybe at Bats we'll have to have a, a dance. Ooh, there you go. That'd be fun. Have a little, little, uh, little, um, little dance party. I'm sure we could fit it on the agenda. I think so. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time, Sasha. It's been a delight. It's been a, a pleasure. Thank you so much, and thank you for just having such a uh, wonderful perspective on things. Oh, well, thank you. Just, uh, you know, we just, we, we enjoy what we do. Wow, well, you, you bring a wonderful perspective, and my mind feels invigorated and open. Oh, well, I'm so glad. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should do this more often then. Uh, kind of like getting together for tea. So <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you, Sasha. Bye-bye. And thank you, Rose. Thank you. And thank you to our engineer, Christoph. Um, to everybody listening at home, if you have comments or questions or suggestions, drop us a note, podcast at tarotpathways.com. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.